Welcome to the Taylor and Jen Podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. All right, it's official. I'm an uncool mom. The video opens, and what you're looking at is a woman sitting, obviously, in a lounger in a movie theater. Okay. She's just eating popcorn, Mm -hmm. sitting there, and the camera's just on her. And you realize she's watching trailers at a movie theater. Her husband is the one that is taking the video. And what he wants to catch is her reaction to the movie that starts to play once the trailers stop. And you see the wife just kind of looking over at her husband like, why are you recording this? What's the big deal? You know, and all of a sudden she just bursts into tears, happy tears. Her hands go up over her face. And she was like, where did you find it? Like massive reaction. And then she leans over and she hugs and she kisses her husband and she just cuddles up to him and just cries. So what was it? It was their missing wedding video. They got married 14 years before. They had been told that there was a digital copy of it. But when they took the digital copy to go get copies, it was blank. So no record of their wedding, like no video for them to go back and watch. 14 years later, he's at his church cleaning up a room and he comes across a video or one of his friends did came across a video and it's his friend's wedding. And so he calls his friend up and he's like, hey, I found your wedding video. And then he's like, don't tell my wife. Yep. So for their anniversary, he rented out a movie theater and surprised her with her first viewing of their wedding video in 14 years. I love it. And all I could say was, good job out of him. That's that's some husband points right there. Good job out of him. Well done. That's amazing. We want to hear about that time where somebody in your life, your spouse, your friend, your sister, your kids, had a good job out of you moment. You got something about your kids, Desiree? There's two days of the year that they've made very special for me, and that would be Mother's Day and my birthday. Reason being because they don't buy me gifts. They make sentimental gifts. Oh, really? Yes. On one birthday, I won't disclose the age of the birthday. (laughs) They put a jar together of the age of my birthday, the number of things that we love and appreciate about you. Oh, Oh, that's great. That's nice. Yeah, they put the cards inside this jar, and it was that number of cards at the age of my birthday. 29 and a half cards. Oh, yes. that's so right, nice. I know. I know. That's how old I am, that's too. That's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they would go out and they'd buy like a palette board and they'd paint it and decorate it and they'd put their own pictures of them. And, you know, on there was like a picture individually of them with me that they just randomly taken a snapshot of. Oh, my goodness. Your kids are amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have to say yes. I agree with that. Good job out of them. And good job out of you for raising them. Exactly. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful day. And you did it all in 29 and a half years. (laughs) I did. Four of them. Very, very efficient of you. Well done. I remember the first time somebody said this exact phrase to me. I was working a job and I had done something. And one of the board members was like, well, good job out of you. There's something different between good job and good job out of you. Yeah, and we want to hear about the good job out of you moments. 
from your your spouse, your special someone, your kiddo, a brother, a sister, a friend, whoever it is, you can brag on them. Greg wants to tell us about something his daughter did. So last school year, she was in kindergarten and her class got dismissed out of class late. And so she missed the bus to go to daycare and was very um, upset and nervous. And the superintendent was outside directing traffic and personally called the school bus driver to turn around and come get her and a couple of her classmates. And she was so touched by it. She was telling us the story in the car on the way home. And she had tears, you know, rolling down her face and told us she wanted to say thank you. And so we went home and she hand wrote a thank you to him. And the next morning at school, walked into his office and handed it to him personally. And uh, we got an email back from the superintendent telling us how moved he was in 30 years of education. He never experienced anything like that. And so I would say that was probably one of the proudest moments we've had as a as parents for our daughter. Okay, I am like both tearing up and I got goosebumps. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Goodness! And we almost forgot the note on the way out the door the next morning. Oh, She screamed, we gotta get the note! So, it almost didn't happen. Hey, Laura, do you have somebody that you want to uh, brag on for their good job out of you moment? For my whole family, really. It was one of those big birthdays that ended in a zero. Uh-huh. It started off with breakfast with biscuits and gravy because that's like my all-time favorite. Nice. And then each person in my family took an hour to go do something they remembered doing with me when they were growing up. What? That is awesome. Yep. So, like, my son, we used to have this thing where we would go to Perkins in the middle of the night and get something to eat or pancakes or something. And one of my daughters picked out our favorite movie from the rental store, and we went home and watched it and crocheted together. And then my daughter, who had me last, after we were done doing our thing, she put a blindfold on me, and she said, okay, you have to wear this while I drive to where we're going. I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to figure out where we're going, you know, by the turns and stuff. And she's taken back away, so there's no way to figure it out. <laughs> and then she, she said, okay, wait here. I'll be right back. And she came out with my husband. And then they led me somewhere. I'm trying to figure out where, listening to the noises. It sounds like we're at a park shelter or something like that. But we go inside, and we're at a roller skating rink. And they had a surprise birthday party for me there with all of my friends. Oh, yay! That's amazing. That's amazing! Well done. And my husband and I were not as good at roller skating as we used to be, but they had us do a moonlight skate. Oh! That's adorable. Youth group growing up. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. Hey, Jen. Hey, Taylor. Do you want to be a cool mom? Wanna be? Yeah. I already am a cool mom. Just mm. ask my son, not my daughter. She'll just roll her eyes at you. But well, yeah, I'm a cool mom. Okay. So maybe, maybe you don't need to hear this, but oh. if, if someone is wanting to be a cool mom, oh. did you know science has a solution? According to this website that I found, okay. goodnewsnetwork.org. Has <laughs> that sounds this, very scientific. It was a, a study done with Sunset. I don't know what Sunset does, except but, for study cool moms. <laughs> There's a place called Sunset. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they they surveyed a bunch of kiddos and asked them, like, okay, what are the things that make your mom uncool? <laughs> 
Uncool? So these are the things to avoid if you want to be a cool mom. Okay, okay. Oh, I the don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I do. three offenses. Uh, these, are, these are things that uncool moms do? Mm-hmm. So you probably don't do these, Jen, All since right. you're a cool mom. All right, buckle in, ladies. Uh, number one, using their home nickname in front of their friends. Oh. So that's you do that. Um... Maybe a little feel, bit. I'm feeling a little bit Sometimes. seen right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, maybe you don't do number two. Okay. Uh, shouting their name at a sports game or other event. I'm sorry. I well, think I've heard you shout Ben's name on the radio before. How else would he know if I'm not there or okay. there? Okay. That's, I have that's, to yell his name. That's two strikes, but you're not out until you uh, until oh, you do the third strike. Oh, no. Uh, the last one is dancing in public. All right. It's official. I'm an uncool mom. I'm going to admit something. Okay. I used to really, really want to be a cool mom. Mm. I wanted to be that mom that all the other kids would look at my kids and be like, wow, your mom is so cool. Wish I had your mom. Yeah. But apparently that ship has sailed because according to children, I am 0 for 3. Yeah. You call your kids by their home nickname. Mm-hmm. You shout out their name at sporting events. Mm-hmm. And you dance in public. I sure do. So we want to know. Just how uncool of a mom are you? My kiddo, my middle son, plays tennis, and so it's a quiet sport, and you don't do a lot of yelling and all Mm. that. And So I didn't know that I was the mom who would yell his name and wave at him from the sidelines play good track. (laughs) And he's out there in the middle of the track field, and I'm from the stands. I'm like, oh, I'm waving. I'm yelling his name. My husband's like, he's not even facing you. He can't even see you. And I'm like, he's so cute out there, you know, and my husband's just like shaking his head. And I dance in public. Oh, I yeah. totally dance in right. public. And I feel like the older I get, my moves definitely are mom moves. And I oh. used to think I could dance, but yeah, yeah. not so much. <laughs> not so much anymore. In my head, I'm moving one way, but then I'm looking at myself and I'm not moving that way at all. So <laughs> I just don't know. You can admit it. Mm-hmm. This is the place for it. Are you an uncool mom, Kaylee? I am most definitely an uncool mm. mom. Sorry this is it. a safe place then. Yeah. Tell us how uncool <laughs> are you? Well, I'm adding another category because oh. I try to stay hip with the terms. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the so and hit your elbow or whatever. I have no idea what that means. That's that, a thing? That's a thing? Yes, it is. Oh, say, wow. So we and you hit your elbow. <laughs> yep. Like with your fingers and then my daughter was talking about swag and I was like oh yeah the stuff you buy at a concert no no oh it doesn't mean that anymore anymore. nope it means that it's cool I heard a kid the other day he kept using the word fire but he he wasn't using it the way that you normally would use the word fire so I think that might be also a new hip word oh yeah (laughs) it's totally swaggy my guy (laughs) you know what you you sounded so cool when you said that I know. That's what I think. My daughter disagrees. I pictured you wearing a baseball hat backwards when you said that. That's how cool it sounded. The question on the table is not whether you're a cool parent or not. No, that's not it. The question (laughs) on the table is how uncool are you? Because apparently, kids, you think that parents can't be cool if they use your home nickname in public, if they call your name from the stands when they're watching you do something, or if they dance in public. You say they're uncool if they do those things. And Mike is wondering if this was a cool parenting move or not. My stepson's football team at Ames High School. Mm -hmm. Their football field had been contracted to redo it. Mm -hmm. But they went further along in the playoffs 
than what had been anticipated. Okay. So they asked Iowa State University if they could borrow their field for a game. So the whole stadium was opened to the football team. (laughs) Now, that particular day, the wind and the cold was just terrible. But my daughter and I went, bundled up with extra warming pillows for hunting. So it got so cold that we were the only two left in the whole stadium. Oh, my goodness. So now, stepson's out playing football, and my handicapped Down syndrome daughter was, go, Jason, go! Even even when he was sitting on the bench. Oh, my word, my heart is so warm right now. No, that's good parenting. Oh, that's such good parenting. That's good parenting. And that's good sistering, too. Now, he turned around and stood up when he was on the bench and gave the hand sign going across his neck to oh, stop. I don't know what that means. I didn't stop her from cheering him on. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's amazing. Is that a cool parent or not? If you're in your car right now driving along with us, you know, just look out your window. You know, just look at Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Iowa. Same old, same old. And that's fine. And that's actually good because you could be in the shoes of commuters in Kentucky who were driving to where they needed to go, minding their own business. And all of a sudden she appeared alongside them, moving down the highway. She was big. She's probably a little bit bossy, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was a racehorse in full racing gear. So she had on her racing colors. She had on the blinkers. She had on the harness. She had on the saddle. She just didn't have on the dude. Yeah, the dude got bucks <laughs> the before they could get to the, the, the racetrack. The jockey guy. The jockey got bucked. <laughs> he and literally she just got bucked. takes off, and she is sprinting down the highway. Her name her name's Big and Bossy, right? Big and Bossy. Big and Bossy, which is like, that's a great name for a racehorse. Well done, people who <laughs> named her. And so she's just running along, keeping up with traffic. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Normally, they say when a racehorse bucks its rider and it takes off, it goes back to the familiarity of the barn. Uh-huh. Well, Big and Bossy is not from Kentucky. No. She was there for a a race, and so she was unfamiliar, so she got back on the highway. Let's get on the highway and go home. <laughs> Didn't even turn on a signal, just merged right in there. Well, she had her blinkers on. Oh. <laughs> well played. Sometimes when you haven't had your coffee... You're, you're thinking to yourself, no, I'm not really seeing this. Yeah. My coffee hasn't really kicked in. Do you think that's maybe what some of those commuters in Kentucky were thinking when they were on the road, minding their own business, and all of a sudden there was a racehorse in full racing silks and a saddle and blinkers on, but no jockey. A lot of folks interviewed said it was the weirdest thing they've seen on the road, but Paul isn't so sure about that. I can top your racehorse right here in Des Moines. Okay. Going down Merle Hay Road. This motorcyclist was going north. He or she was in a full bunny suit. (laughs) Head to toe. I had to double take a look to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. There's a hair on that hog. Especially when it's like your usual work route, you kind of, you just kind of get into this zone of this is how it always looks when I go, you know, maybe there's a few more cars, maybe Mm -hmm. there's a few less, maybe the trees are blooming differently, but for the most part, it's pretty expected. It's normal. Every day is normal and it could even be boring. Until 
the day that I was driving down the highway. Oh, boy. And there's a pickup truck in front of me. Okay. And all of a sudden, I realize there's someone in the bed of this pickup truck, and he is staring at me. Oh, no. What? Like like Wilson style from Home Improvement, where I can just <laughs> see his eyes. Like, just his eyes and the top of his nose staring at me from over the back of this pickup truck. And this dude's not blinking. Oh, no. That's kind of like disconcerting. So this is a little weird, and so I kind of like I, I got over in a different lane, and I went to start <laughs> passing the truck, and I realized there's someone else in there, and she's staring at me. Oh my goodness! And these two people are just watching me as I'm trying to move around this truck, and as I get closer and I can get a better look, I realize I know the names of these two people. It's it's Joseph and his wife Mary. <laughs> This what? guy had a full-on nativity in the bed of his pickup truck. <laughs> and it was like it was like November, so I guess he was a little early, but it still made sense. There's a little manger in there, there's some animals, there's some wise men, and Joseph was just tall enough that I could see him over the bed of his pickup. <laughs> That's how they did Christmas in Texas. They tell lawyers, don't ever ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. Uh-huh. We do exactly the opposite here on Mornings with Taylor and Jen because we know you are going to come up with something that we had never prepared for. And we were not prepared for what Mike saw when he was out driving. I wasn't on the highway, but I was driving and I was working. And uh, I was going to feed some cows in a pasture. And we was in the flight line of Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And we seen a helicopter flying pretty low. So we went on around and uh, lost sight of it in the trees, you know. Didn't think much more about it. So we got closer to this pasture and uh, we looked and there that helicopter was landed in the pasture. Whoa. And apparently someone had to use the bathroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pull over. Just pull over. I see some trees over there. (laughs) There you go. To the casual observer, what my son was doing in my kitchen was probably slightly terrifying. Oh. However, the two of us that were observing him were both boy moms. So my friend Susan came over. uh, She's the kind of friend that just walks in. Mm -hmm. So she's like, hello. And I'm like, I'm in the kitchen. And so she walks in into the kitchen and Ben and I are in the kitchen conversing. I was like, "What do you What are you doing? I'm boiling, I'm boiling bones. Bo- oh, boiling bones! <laughs> I said you're boiling bones, and Susan says, "Are you making a bone broth?" And he's like, "No, but that's actually a really good idea." No, he says, "I'm boiling bones because I want to make a necklace." Okay. And I said, "You're You're gonna make a bone necklace?" He's like, "Yeah, I thought it'd be cool." What bones is he using? Well, that was my next question, which I kind of wish I hadn't asked that question. I was like, oh, where boy. where did these bones come from? Emery's backyard. <laughs> em- <laughs> Emery's backyard? Yeah. Well, do you, do you know what it's the bones of? He's like, um, I'm thinking a raccoon, maybe a deer. Don't really know. And I said, okay, um, well, clean up. All right, I'm going to the fair. And he was like, <laughs> guess what I mean? I mean, he's boiling it. It's sanitary. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Boys, when you're a boy mom, you usually have some pretty good stories. My older son was a huge fan of cows as a little guy. We always carried those little plastic cows everywhere we went. He played with cows constantly. And one morning as I came downstairs, 
I heard him, probably four or five-year-old, and his little brother, two or three-year-old, mooing down in the living room. And I thought, oh, that's cute. They're playing cow, whatever. And as I get down the stairs far enough to be able to see them, I see that they are kind of grazing on the carpet. Oh. And then as I get closer and closer, I find out that they had poured Captain Crunch cereal <laughs> all around the living room floor. So they were literally eating Captain Crunch cereal off the carpet and mooing and grazing and pretending to be cows. It was a cute, sweet moment. As long as you don't realize how little I vacuumed. This conversation never ends. It doesn't. Because whenever we bring it up, you have an opinion. And we really sincerely appreciate that. We were talking <laughs> with Josh Havens of The Afters about, you know, how to share your faith and really important things like that. And then the topic of s'mores came up. And of course, we had to talk about the proper way to cook a marshmallow. Of course. And then Shelly called. You know, for Easter, you get peeps. And everybody hates them in your family. Mm-hmm. I love them. I don't like them the way that they are given to you. So I, one year, had no marshmallows to cook. So I put those over the fire for s'mores. And let me tell you, that's a creme brulee marshmallow. Oh, right. Yeah, because the it sugar is, would It's going to caramelize, yeah. It is the best marshmallow I've ever had. And I collect the peeps when they're like 10 cents for a stack of them. Yeah. And then have them in the fall ready for s'mores. And I've always told the kids, these are the adult s'mores. (laughs) The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.